You are listening to a special episode of the Bondzilla Podcast. This week, we take a deep dive into everything Godzilla. Welcome to another deep dive edition of the Bondzilla podcast. I am Nick. I'm Will. And this is a uh, Godzilla deep dive as you uh, have probably figured out the formula yeah. that we match up the Godzilla episodes with the Godzilla deep dives and the Bond episodes with the Bond deep dives. Uh, so we're going to go a little bit deeper into the the world of kaiju the world of godzilla yes and, uh, uh well nick i i for one have been enjoying these deep dive episodes thus far fun. i i think they i think that they have and we've gotten gone, us exactly we've gone what we need the future we've gone through the past yes and in and nick i think a little bit uh of this episode is we will look forward into the future again for, for yes for the godzilla franchise as we dive as you if said I, if i like go all these bond episodes i'm like yeah we're gonna delve into like more past stuff and then all your episodes are just like, yeah, no, we're just talking about the future. Screw the past. Right, yeah. Which is like kind of one of those things where it's like, like your franchise has the more problematic past, and mine has the most uncertain future. Mm. So I don't know if that's like the proper. Yeah. <laughs> the sure. Proper. But you know what? I, I say that, but you know, it's like we celebrate Bond, so in, there is a bright future, I think, ahead of us in the Godzilla franchise, so that's not exactly accurate. No. And, um, you know, in all in all, uh, there are good things to talk about. Yeah. Um, but and with listen, this, again, this this franchise does have all monsters attack in its past, so there is some problems. That's that's true. All monsters attack and Godzilla raids again. Mm. So it's like that. Well, you know, I was, and Gigan. Yeah, and well, it really? Do you put Gigan in that list? Really? It, it's really. I like, think I put Invasion of Astro Monster in that list more, only because like at least Gigan introduced Gigan. I am got. I am. I was gonna say I am Gigan. That no, I am glad. I am glad that Gigan, when we did our July 4th episode, I yeah. am glad that Gigan does at least have a presence in one of our more favorable Godzilla mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. But at least, like, Godzilla versus Gigan has, like, the, well, it introduced Gigan. Whereas, like, Invasion of Astro Monster was, like, I mean, it introduces, like, the Zillions, but, like, yeah. they're not. Well, I, mean, I mean, they're. All four of them are. Those are the four bottom of my list movies. R- you, yeah, you think so? What about 60s. Uh, Mothra, uh, Mothra vs. Godzilla. That one's not great either. It's up. It's a little bit more up there. Really? Like not, that, It's not too far from me with those. Yeah. I've kind of moved my list around a little bit recently. Right. It's one of those things where mentally, I know we're gonna we're gonna get our deep dive episode, but I've, I I did actually rejigger my list a little bit, move yeah. some stuff up. Oh, absolutely. Um, a- as I would H- assume you would. Hedora is one of those movies where I know it. You like, just had- want to give it the points, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where I know it has a lot of problems, especially like how tedious that last fight is. Yeah. But there I just it's a movie that kind of sticks with me. Right. And I kinda right. like it's still kind of on the lower end yeah. of like and, and to be fair, we always mention this, you have not seen all the films uh, quite yeah, yet. So. Um, we I, I mean I have really two more yeah. um of not no, ca- you have like three more to go through because you have against an SOS and Shin. 
And then I, the I, and, I, and, and and you know and the anime movies too. Like yeah, you, you I, I was watch about to those. say not counting like in terms of the live action stuff. Oh, okay. but I kind but of, as we have determined, the animation no, films no, are know. proper part of canon at I this know. point. Uh, I did forget about Shin Godzilla. Yeah, because oh, because as you know, you as you know, I've seen Final Wars before. Yes, you have. Um, yeah. But I am very interested to rediscover that. I I will say this before we get into this episode. We did get a uh, review, and I'm sorry that I I don't have the name in front of me right now. Um, but, uh, I can get it. yeah, uh, but, uh, we, if, if he's listening, by the way, uh, we've been getting, uh, and, and, you know, uh, we take the appreciation where we can, um, and just want to give a shout out to everybody who's been giving us reviews and feedback. It's, uh, Lurch's harpsichord. Lurch's harpsichord. Is he the guy, is he a uh, guy or gal who mentions a uh, GMK yes. in his review? Well, is it, he review? also mentioned in that he's only listening to the Godzilla episodes, but he's very excited to have a whole bond episodes to discover which i you know what actually that really uh meant a lot to me when i read that because um i do think like one of the unique things about podcasts is that you kind of have like a uh um a back catalog catalog of of episodes you can listen to i treat that with the podcasts i do and if uh this person decides to go back and uh revisit the bond movies i'm glad that they have these episodes in mind um, but uh, you know anybody who's been giving us reviews, obviously, I, I, I thoroughly appreciate and thank you for all all the support. And honestly, the biggest support is, and I know it sounds lame, but if you're listening and you're enjoying it, that's how ha- that's, that's fine. All, with that's me. all we can ask. For, yeah, because really. because and you know as always, you know it would be disingenuous to say that you don't want something to be bigger. But at the end of the day, we're doing this for ourselves and yeah. for anybody who's listening. But anyway, but that that review did make me laugh because. I believe that review came out around the same time we had recorded our GMK it was, it, it, review. It was, so, it, uh, actually, I can tell you, was it, it the it, day before or it, right it, after? Yes, it was the day before we released the episode. So, I hope they were happy with that. But I hope um, they enjoyed the discussion. Yeah, way. it was one of my favorite uh, films to discuss, mm-hmm. and uh, Final Wars will definitely be a fun, a one. a very interesting film. Yeah, I, it, it'll be. I, you know, you have seen that, and I think that will be a fun one. Uh, to but discuss. I think it'll be more interesting for me to see now that I've seen all. That's these true. Movies, knowing what that. That movie is that's true um um all right so but now, yes fi- let's we let's... finally get the deep dive in the marvel's face for okay yeah uh, <laughs> natalie portman is thor <laughs> she i thought you were gonna say she is godzilla she's coming back as the king of the monsters natalie portman just as godzilla i yeah. think would really what monster would taika watiti play gabara I could see him. I could see his voice coming out of Angiris, though. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Like he's like, "Hey, man, I'm just uh, Angiris. Uh, uh, I walk on four legs. <laughs> I'm just a little uh, armadillo thing. In the... I just got a little uh, spikes on my back. Don't let that fool you. I'm a very cuddly monster. <laughs> like it's just... Yeah. So, see, I can, I can kind of see that because it's kind of a little goofball. Right. Right. Like, he right. doesn't really have a lot of powers to his name. So. Right. Hemsworth would make a good Godzilla, mm. I think. You know, because especially Showa era Godzilla, like he would definitely, he would definitely be good. I think. Who would Goldblum be? What's a good monster for Goldblum? Like, <laughs> you're really thinking about it now. Yeah, no, I'm trying to. Uh, Titanosaurus. <laughs> yes, that's perfect. <laughs> I'm a I'm a a, a Titanosaurus, <laughs> um, but yes. Anyway, we've uh, we've detracted right, long. One, one more. Who is okay? Who is Jet Jaguar? Ooh, like who? What actor is what Jet actor Jaguar? What actor would you want to be Jet Ooh, Jaguar? Um, 
Wait, are we still are we basing this off Thor Ragnarok or just anybody? Anybody, really? Yeah, anybody? Yeah. Um, I think I feel like a Bill Hader could be a a good love- jet a jet jaguar. <laughs> like- <laughs> just his deep voice like, yeah either that or like you know it depends on how cartoony we're going either that or like a ben schwartz or, so, or something i'm gonna like go that. with bill Hader. yeah bill Hader, i think is good um all right so all right. nick we got our deep dive episode um last time on a godzilla deep dive we had talked about our future of uh well retrospective and future of legendary's monsterverse and mm-hmm. i thought that we take this time to talk about a little bit more of the retrospective and future of what is uh, the state of the Godzilla franchise according to Toho uh, primarily? And we'll get a little bit into uh, the future of the uh, franchise uh, as a whole as we get into like, you know, Japan and the States and everything. But the reason I wanted to bring up the Toho specifically is because, and we have mentioned it and uh, kind of covered it on the podcast uh, recently is that Toho is making some strides to in, in a very unprecedented way to make to continue this franchise uh not only uh not only within its own country but also worldwide uh i think that over the course of this project we have seen that Toho is not uh, is not uh closed off to collaboration but has definitely been a little bit more careful about sharing the the product as it were and one thing we never uh, really have gotten into is how toho is protective of the project uh, or of the ip of godzilla outside of like sharing the movie rights like uh, we never really gotten into and um like there has been some stuff where the property of the Godzilla uh, characters has definitely been like they keep that close, uh, and especially like they're very apparently very uh, tight on it on like social media and like YouTube and things like that. You know, YouTube is always kind of weird, but uh, a lot of people who it's one of the reasons why you don't see a lot of like Godzilla like footage material online, at least like not good quality ones, is because like Toho is like very strict about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I never knew that that was kind of stuff i found out through research but um we're definitely seeing uh i guess the closest thing you would say a big expansion as you were uh, of, of the franchise it's a, push. a definitely push so just from like your perspective as somebody who's definitely new to it uh like what what would you say has been like somebody like what it, we've been doing this podcast what like for has it been uh has it been two years at this point? No, it's no, been, no, about a year. No, it's been more than that. No, how long has it been? I can tell. I'll, I'll look at. What was our first episode? Our first episode came out on January third, twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. So we've been doing this since twenty seventeen, um, and it's just. I'm sorry. Just time flies by. Yes. It's just kind of crazy to think well, we've it, talked it really about this does, many it movies. It does really like feel like yesterday we were talking about Doctor No in the original fifty four Gojira. It does feel like yesterday. So, but as somebody who. Uh, you know, have really been diving into it and you've known a little bit about it via me. Like, not, we won't necessarily talk about, like, your feelings about the movies in general, but just what has been your perception of, like, somebody adjacent to it, of just seeing uh, the franchise as a whole? Because there definitely has been a difference since we've, since, let's say, the 2014 Legendary Godzilla till now. Well, it feels like it was almost the right time to do it because you had 2014 Godzilla and... Like, right about the time, like, you know, I've kind of seen the kind of 
Godzilla Jansen's things, like the the video game that you that you have, the the recent one, right? Uh, like I know about the the Godzilla comic book series, like hundred multiple year, comic book hundred series, hundred year yeah. war, and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. Um, but really, it's just kind of like I knew just the the movies, um, and just sort of the adjacentness nature right. of those movies. But what have you noticed, like in terms of its, uh, like, uh, presence in terms of in pop culture? Uh, I sense? mean, like, I I honestly think it's just like you've seen kind of a little bit of a boost since 2014, but especially this year, I just feel like with the American introduction, uh, or the introduction introduction of American versions of like more monsters like Ghidorah and Mothra, you just kind of feel like it's kind of pushed up there a little bit. Right. But I also feel like. Godzilla has always been one of those franchises where I think people know the base idea of it without more going into depth about it. Like people mm-hmm. know it's like giant lizard attack cities, but they might not know about, you know, and, and like nuclear weapons are kind of a nuclear power is like a very big theme, but they right. might not know about the, the lengthier history and, all the other monsters and stuff like that, especially not within that first year that we did this, I felt like. Right. Because um, that was for me, and I think it's something I might talk about a little bit later in the episode or I might have uh, for the future, but I think for me what was the most fun, especially about the Showa era, was discovering all these new monsters mm-hmm. that like, I kind of, for me, maybe just recognized from the video games or you know the just the little bits of things I knew uh, but basically, there is there is a lot to discover within the franchise, and I feel like there is, you know, in terms of a wider pop culture, truly really Godzilla as a creature that has that pop culture push. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, what's been super interesting about uh, the past couple years is that, like, I would say that in um 2004 with uh, Godzilla Final Wars like that was pretty much like um in in many ways it was like the revenge of the Sith of of like Godzilla films in which like that was like the last time at least there was going to be like a big like official Godzilla film right in a like while. It, it was going to you know it was like this is going to be the big last one yeah there was kinda... no future plans in sight they were like making a big deal that that was going to be the last one and then the which 20- of course they've done many times before as we know now sure yeah 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 but it, it but it, it was interesting living in a period where that was the case. Yeah. Like, it would have been different. Like, I'm sure I would have felt the same way if I was, like, really into this. And then you live during, like... Uh, it's destroyed. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, oh, okay, it's come to a... Which is funny because that was it. Like, it came to an end and they were going to let the Americans make theirs. And yeah. essentially that happened again mm-hmm. uh, with... Uh, and I and I think the results, uh, regardless of what, um, you know anybody may individually critically say i think broad strokes has kind of worked a little bit more in their favor because what i think has happened is that in the 2014 release of the legendary godzilla we have seen that the appeal of godzilla within the zeitgeist has reached uh basically it was it it was it's almost like the perfect time for that movie to come out mm-hmm. also too. Yeah, that's exactly what I was Not to only do you have the actual property itself coming back into prominence, but you're also coming back into prominence during a time of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and mm-hmm. and um, all these nerd properties like, you know, the DC movies getting a little bit like, you know, getting their, um, you know, their uh, direction and just basically like this 
you know, for lack of a better term, nerd culture taking more of a prominence within the cinema landscape. So the fact that, like, this was the time that the Godzilla franchise came back has just led to it, it it actually reminds me a lot about how for a long time the transformers um uh franchise was a bit stagnant like there was mm-hmm. cartoon series and you know people watched them as they were but there you know there it wasn't quite like the big property right. that it mm-hmm. was until the movies came out and and then the movies regardless of what you think of them initially jump-started that franchise yeah. in which there were now comics, there were now books, there was now multiple animated series coming out of it, and then ultimately, you know, the quality of those movies yeah. I think caught up to that franchise. Yeah. I, yeah. But at the time, like what I told a lot of people, at least with those three initial Bay films, is that it basically gave a jolt to the system for a lot of other cool Transformers properties to come out, like yeah. the Transformers Prime animated series. Yeah. I always think, like, I always say, like, that never would have happened without the the Bay movies, which is a weird thing to say. Yeah, it's funny because I, I was actually listening to another podcast where they had a similar discussion about what's kind of going on with, like, the He-Man mm-hmm. thing right now, where it's just, like, kind of all you have right now is kind of they had like this really great series of toys like a couple years ago, but now it's just stagnant and everybody's kind of waiting for like a new movie or a new show to kind of reinvigorate it. Right. But it's the same thing where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, and I, and I could definitely see where the Godzilla franchise, especially because Final Wars is 2004. Right. Obviously, it's a 10 year gap before that American movie comes out, in mm-hmm. which case you're basically kind of maybe at most getting new video games or comics or something like that. But all the kind of the smaller stuff, you're not really getting anything that's that was significant within the Godzilla Because I, I recall, like, right before 2014 came out, I don't remember this level of any Godzilla material. Yeah. Like, at all. Like, right. I don't remember this many comics. I don't remember... Oh, like, no, you definitely felt an increase since 2014. Yeah. It's only expanded since Shin, which, you know, and, and especially within... I think the other thing to consider very much is how much our global film zeitgeist has changed between 2014 that's true but that's that's kind of why i wanted to mention the nerd property thing is just and it's more so a microcosm of just like we're into a new era of like we're just film uh recognition has just changed how we intake it like i think like in a 2004 if a shin godzilla comes out you know, nobody kind of bats an eye. But right. now it's 2016, mm-hmm. uh, Shin Godzilla comes out, and like, oh, it's like got the director of, you know, Evangelion, which has right. like kind of a, does have kind of a, at least a kind of uh, somewhat of a known property within. You're you know, right. Know, no, no, you're absolutely there's, there's right. Some, yeah. But it's also just like, okay, and it's like has themes and stuff, and, and, and especially, you know, just the way that. The West has kind of taken in Japanese culture. I mean, like, anime movies have never been bigger. Right. I I know it's crazy to say, but, like, the fact that, you know, people were stunned. Like, a lot of people within this film industry were stunned at how much money the Dragon Ball Super movie made. Right. No, that's a good point. And it was because, like, it, you know, everybody... It was projected to make ten million on its opening weekend and made thirty. It like, you know, everybody was like, "That's kind of a weird little release," but it made like a legitimate like January good January movie box office gross. And it was like, and it's just stuff like that where, you know, all these great Japanese films have come, all these great anime films, the Ghibli stuff has only gotten bigger, and I think it's just like, 
you know, J- Japan has always had that kind of pop culture presence in America since really, you know, the 80s with, you know, Nintendo Entertainment System and stuff. And there, there's a whole yeah. podcast and a whole discussion you can have about the steady increase in how, how we take in Japanese culture. But I just think it is the perfect time for both ends in that you kind of had that American film kind of groundswell into this world of cinematic universes and big franchises while you also had an easier means of like when a movie like a Shin Godzilla comes out or even Netflix taking in those Godzilla anime movies that it's just easier to see Godzilla just as part of the pop culture. Yeah, I mean, I would say there's like two distinct things and the first part kind of uh, relates to a previous point I made is that one, like we're now living in the point where like the niche audience is now a much more viable audience and definitely has a little bit more of a voice. So, mm-hmm. you know, I for think better or for worse. Yeah, for better or for worse. But we have seen like obviously I'm not saying this Godzilla audience has just come out of nowhere, but the fact that like oh now it's a little bit easier to distribute the films and uh widely spread the knowledge of these films like because i remember it was kind of like cool that like shin godzilla was like getting its own like limited re-release here so Mm -hmm. like there's a little bit of that nature going on and the other thing is that with the advent of new uh you know in this podcast we've talked about how each godzilla kind of era is kind of like marked by different like you know uh, movie practices and everything and now that we're living in the age of streaming you know I think it's like something you can't, you know, you know, you can't roll your eyes at too much where Netflix allowed for the anime movies to to come over here a little yeah. bit easier. And yeah. I think like the well, fact you- that we have these streaming services and it gives like at least a new venue for us to experience these movies is definitely a big and, I mean, deal. Like even with Shin, it's like it's not difficult to find a way to, you know view Shin Godzilla you can find it on like Amazon you can you it's not well it, it I mean that was also like widely distributed yeah I mean too. but that's yeah. what I'm saying is that like even which in 2016 with Shin Godzilla it's like if you wanted to seek that out like that's where, true you're right like, you're absolutely right you know like other films before this Criterion Collection was announced like you had to go on eBay to find right Blu-rays yeah. and stuff like that and like you know same thing with me with Never Say Never Again had to really go on eBay but like you know for me it's like Bond is lucky where all the films are pretty much available even casino royale 67 but godzilla it's like especially like stuff like like yeah you know like that middle show up period where it's just kind of the you know the all monsters attack and all that sort of stuff and no but that's it's like it's not that's a really good point though because because it wasn't like even though it was a limited release for the most part it was a very accessible movie in its um theatrical release like Mm -hmm. you could see it it was put out there in terms of like it had like a marketing push as much as like a niche Japanese property can um because that's what Godzilla is I mean you know people like the idea but ultimately like you know it's more of like oh the Mm -hmm. Toho one and uh but then like it it was it's in like Shin Godzilla is in Best Buy stores like it's like it's it's in your your average store so you can like pick up a copy of it um so it, it has been interesting to see like this period in which you know like um, you know, you could get eventually like and rent the DVDs off of like Netflix or like at a, you know, uh, out of like a blockbuster Hollywood video when those were around, uh, which is where I got my initial copies of yeah. GMK, uh, was one of the, and Megagiris and those types of movies. But, uh, now it's like, oh, it's like very easy to find that. And with like this Criterion collection coming out, uh, way very very much accessible yeah um and so that's kind of like what i was thinking uh, of in just this evolution of toho 
just being more like just open and because we have talked about in this podcast that Toho, you know, let's not forget that Toho is m- very much a studio uh, and has studioed its way through its all of its decisions. As we listened in JMK. Yeah. <laughs> they will studio you. He They're got, not afraid to. They will, they will studio you. But also remember, like, they were not always, like, it's funny to see how precious they, and I don't even want to say precious because precious, I, I often think that sometimes in film that, you know, uh, film fans and filmmakers can hold things a little too precious. So they just hold the earnestness and respect for the property that they they want to see continue forward. But it wasn't always that way. Like we talked about We've that talked they, over the years they make they- Gojira and then they make Godzilla Raids again as like a quick, honestly, a cash grab. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their King Kong versus Godzilla was a way for them to use King Kong, which they had more, arguably more interest in than Godzilla at and, the time. And it's been up and down since then. I yeah. Mean, we've talked about it, too, where, like, in the Showa era, there was multiple times they were ready to quit. They were ready to quit after destroying all monsters, and then all monsters attack. It was a quick crash grab. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they were ready to quit after... You know, we've kind of talked about where, like, oh, it, there was this, like, stuff like Gigan and Megalon. We're just like, hey, let's just throw this out there. Um, and then, obviously, after Terror, Becca Godzilla just had a really big break. And then, you know, obviously, Destroyer, they were like, okay, well, that's our that's the end of it. And then 98 happened. You know, it's just been up and down. It's been yeah, a, and it's been an ev- when ev- When flow. would you say the most respect has occurred for, like, the franchise? Because now I would say it's like now this is, like, one of their prized possessions, and they view it that way. Whereas they didn't always. Where where would you say that change was kind of made? I honestly feel like I feel like there was a sense of after ninety eight where they kind of took a look at that mm-hmm. and felt like, oh boy, um, this is this is something we should care a little bit more about. Right. That's got to get that because like obviously there's that reverence that you know in Destroyer there's that big reverence like this is it. But after, like, you know, the fact that they were ready to go away for a while and then had to come back just a couple years later to do Godzilla 2000, I feel like that's where they really kind of gathered their, okay, well, this is something we should care about. Right. Especially because within that realm that we're talking about now, there's all, all of those movies have a little bit more of a thought process put behind them. And I think it's something that does come from the Hasey era. But it does feel like, as we talked about, the Hasey era kind of started where it's like, okay, we run, we want to come back to this, and we feel like this is more so a viable franchise and mm-hmm. a viable thing that will make us money. Um, whereas I think with Godzilla 2000, it really felt like that was the start of Toho being like, well, we're making these movies because we are the Godzilla studio. Yeah, I think the biggest learning curve was from 91 to 98. And I think that was like the biggest yeah. one because I think that – from 91 on, they were learning, like, oh, there is an audience that actually does yeah, like Ghidorah and will show up for, like, Mothra and Ghidorah. Right, because it's, yeah, because that's yeah. true, because it's, like, you know, first those first two, the Hasey era, were, like, you know, a kind of redo of 54, which didn't do too well, and a new monster that didn't do too well. But then Ghidorah and Mothra both, like, smashed the box office. Right. And then from there, it was, like... And then Destroya was, like, a definitely a very respectful send-off that I think. And then when they saw, like, what you said with 98, that their gut reaction was, like, well, we got to protect this now. We got to save this, essentially. And then all that, I think, was, like, the big learning curve. And I actually would say that in this new Reiwa era, 
is what this I mean, new this era is the is most called. respectful, I think. I think now we're at a time where I think all that previous time I just mentioned was the big learning curve. I actually think this is the most yeah, respect I mean, I that would we've say seen that for the franchise. Thing, I would say yeah, I would agree with you. I yeah. think it starts with 2000, but I think right now, I think especially because, again, they've seen that kind of worldview of the, of the, of the love of Godzilla that could and, – and the – how that niche audience can respond in such a positive way. Yeah. I think that it just has that respect, yeah. So kind of like a piggybacking off of that a little bit. We, I had mentioned this a little bit in our previous news episode um, with a couple of interviews by the head of project development at Toho Studios, Akito Tak- Takahashi, um, who gave interviews, and this is kind of bringing out of um, information from interviews he did with uh, Sci-Fi Wire and Inverse.com uh, slash magazine. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was a lot of like interesting stuff, and I think a lot of this came out of like the big San Diego Comic-Con presentation that we talked about on said uh, news episode. Um, and... You know, there and there was a lot of like interesting tidbits about it. And as we said, Toho had previously been like really closed off, so the fact that it's being so open is uh, is really a, a big deal. So I thought we kind of like delved deep a little bit into some of like the general like things that uh, he was talking about. Um, basically, um, what he had kind of uh, essentially had. Uh, had said in these interviews was that uh first of all there was the presentation at comic-con and and that was a very simple um statement that he made that he just felt that you know this is the 65th anniversary um you know america just had a big film with king of the monsters they have another one coming out um and then there was a big positive reception for shin godzilla and also remember shin godzilla very uh well received within japan yeah. like you know w- like you know having you know winning one of its like best picture like you know at least their equivalent of it um so you know i think with all that information he said that toho had felt like well you know san diego comic-con is you know one of the biggest events in in america and because it's going to be sandwiched between two american release films he just he said that it was on, natural it was just natural that like you should just show up to to celebrate it there um and um one of the things that he had talked about i want to start from the the japanese portion of it because a lot of things he talked about was quote-unquote expanding the Godzilla universe now I think I don't know if we have ever touched upon it on the podcast but there were statements made very early on a couple years ago about we've uh, talked about this before about the shared universe of Godzilla which um, is one of those things where the thing about when news comes out of Japanese sources there's a lot of vagaries kind of thrown around a lot of like um, you know they may say like Sometimes they'll say, like, the Japanese universe, but sometimes, like, from, you know, them, they actually mean, like, the Godzilla, sorry, the Godzilla universe uh, versus, like, the Godzilla franchise or the Godzilla IP. So they they may just kind of, like, use words as universe when they mean, like, the franchise. Listen, listen, I follow closely in the Smash community. Stuff like that happens with Sakurai all the time. Like like what? What what would you say? It's just stuff, like, where he'll be talking about stuff. Uh, in terms of how the ads characters and then people will kind of translate it one yeah. way. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's just like kind of like... There's definitely a language barrier that's been yeah. interesting. to, And I don't mean and that in a bad it's way. A it's a language just, barrier and I think it's a way that, you know, it's just a way they talk about stuff too. Just right. Like in terms of an attitude. Uh, that's a little bit the different. Adi- do you find, because you follow like like the Smash and uh, like Nintendo and you know, like gaming stuff a lot, yeah. but I, I often find that like 
they're not uh, this uh, I don't want to sound bad about this but they're definitely more relaxed in how they refer to things 100% yeah oh yeah that's the thing about uh, definitely about Sakurai yeah um, and he, I find that with like a lot of Toho than, stuff than peop- than, um, especially American audiences would like and it can get into trouble uh, with certain parts of the American fan base if he like kind of just casually says something about you know maybe a well it's hard because we live in a time of like you know entertainment reporting and clicks and yeah. we and reading way too much like we already read way too much into comments. and everybody has their opinion yeah and then so the fact that like you know they kind of speak a little bit more casually or it translates a little bit more casually can be yeah. like a little bit sing but i think mostly uh takahashi was talking about just like the franchise and like the future of godzilla himself yeah. and this was like a big one i want to start off with this quote that he said and this is a direct quote where he said one of the things that really works with godzilla is his relevance in our times right now and there's so many different angles to use Godzilla in such different ways whether it's visually or with or with new stories Godzilla just has a lot of width in general as a character so we're just really excited to see what will come next and I think one of the things that I kind of brought up briefly is like that is almost a stark contrast than what we've seen Toho treat the Godzilla franchise in the earlier Showa era, even though they kind of inadvertently did that by going so far into, like, the camp nature of Godzilla so quickly. Mm -hmm. Because, like, remember, King Kong versus Godzilla was the third film out the gate. Oh, yeah. And that was well. You th- I guess, like, like I said, like you know, I actually, you know, I, I, mean, I mentioned in our Fourth of July special that you get to Ghidorah not too long after that. And the thing about, like, something like Ghidorah is, like, how quickly that franchise moves into the like hard sci-fi mm-hmm. and the craziness of that movie and the Venetian and the assassination stuff. Um, and, but Kong and King Kong versus Godzilla is again, that same way where you just within that kind of even less than a decade or almost a decade, you're just going from the heaviness of Gojira into Godzilla stuffing a tree down Kong's throat. Right. And it's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's it's definitely something that's worth talking about, but I do think that that's a very interesting quote because that is something that I think is a very big strength of the Godzilla franchise is that it's very easy to place Godzilla within a totally different context, mm-hmm. which is something we really, really haven't seen since the Showa era in some ways. Um, but no, th- it's true. You're I, right. I do think that there's a there's an avenue for just kind of expanding upon what you can do with Godzilla. Right, because, like, and we had talked about the Millennium Era, where, uh, and we're only, like, really, like, like halfway through it. Yeah, like, we've, right got, now. we've got three more films. But that. even for the most part, even in its most different, it is kind of like, all right, Godzilla comes, and we gotta defeat Godzilla in some way, yeah. and, like, he's just, like, the big monster we have to deal with, where in a way that I think that we're living in a time right now where... We have, I would say, what, like three different iterations of Godzilla. We have the anime version, we have Shin, and then we have the legendary version. Yeah. All radically different All radically without really different. any bit, without right. really any connecting point. And like I said, like we've, I mean, again, I haven't seen Shin, but Shin deals with a lot, just as 54 deals with that, you know, the nuclear stuff. You right. Know, Shin very much deals with the tsunami and, and that and the natural disasters that Japan has endured and kind of takes, you know, precedent from that. Right, so yeah. It's, so it, you know, it, and, and it's still, 
easy to kind of find ways to, as I think he said, it's easy to find ways to make Godzilla relevant. And 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 given these movies, it's easy to see why. And I yeah. think like that's the biggest thing I got from this interview is that uh, Takahashi, who's speaking on behalf of Toho, uh, it seems that him and Toho are very. Uh, excited about the possibilities because they've seen all these that there are all these different iterations that you can do and to different degrees have been received like you know we can talk about how well received they have been but they've definitely have been received and especially like when you think about all the mediums like it's not like it would be different if it's like Toho made all of them. Yeah. But Toho has made like two of them, but like one is like it's live action and one is an anime series and the other is the American series. So you see that I think they're looking at it from a way that like, oh, this franchise is surviving in all these different mediums and from different sides of the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that is has bodes well as far as they're concerned. Um, so kind of coming off of that statement, he talked a little bit about like what their personal plans are for the franchise. And he, he really focused on that. He really feels like he thinks Toho is going to move forward with giving the directors a little bit of creative freedom with the character. And by that, he meant that if they wanted to bring stuff from the old franchise, they could, if they wanted to go in a completely different direction, they could. And I think I tend to believe him only because uh, look at their output thus far. It's yeah. been Shin Godzilla in the anime series, and which have been very off base and very different, not only from each other but from everything that the Godzilla yeah. franchise has been before. That's actually a very interesting quote too, and a very something that makes me a little excited um, for the future of the franchise because I've been thinking a lot. Because when we were, when we were talking about how we do in this episode, again, I was kind of thinking a lot like, like what what I want to see. Yeah, no. Well, let's get into that. Like, so, like, let's talk I, about what we would now specifically from Toho. You know, that's what. Yeah. I, yes, mm-hmm. it was really. I would want like I kind of as we've gone through the Millennium series, um, and in, to an extent the Hey Sierra. Uh, I've kind of started to miss some of those elements of like our Showa era viewing. And mm-hmm. I think like, again, I think we'll get into a deep dive about this at some point, but I do think overall the Showa era is my favorite era of Godzilla. Right. Uh, partly because there was always something crazy, something new in each one of those movies, whether they worked or they're not, there was always something introduced. So my thing that I would like to see, and it's, you know, it's, it depends on how likely it is. I would really like them to see either them kind of really deep back dive back into their kaiju canon and find some monsters either to bring back besides Ghidorah and Mothra which always seem to be obviously your go-tos because of the box office draws right or start you know make a make a new monster for Godzilla fight because the thing too is that especially recently I mean I think like King of the Monsters has been that way but it's just like again with, with Shin and with a lot of these hasty films, it has kind of been, okay, here's a Godzilla attack, and then, you know, kind of the monster sure. fighting is, yeah, yeah, is yeah. not, like, that big of a deal or hasn't been that great. And I would really like, I mean, like, there are, so- I think there's, you know, Ghidorah and Mothaba have been well reinvented so many times. Like, you know, I think King of the Monsters does them well. You know, 91 and 92, Mothra and Ghidorah are, you know, great films as well. But I think there's still so many creatures within their canon that have an opportunity to make a show. Right. Like, it would great be great to see, you know, obviously, 
we're about to get more Mechagodzilla in the Millennium Era, but I'm always down for more Mechagodzilla. I'd love to see, you know, Gigan finally reach his full potential. Or Gigan is a big one that I can see like, making yeah. a big comeback. Like, obviously, you know, you know, we can get Jet Jaguar. But I'm, but I'm also saying, like, even if you threw in, like, I would honestly say if you threw in a new, like, Hedorah movie, as right. weird as that would be, like, that would be cool. But also, I think there is a lot of opportunity to create something new. I, I right, think that yeah. we're, we're in a very creative space in terms of that right now. And if you created something that really does speak to something that's going on in our world or, you know, did a new version of the pollution thing or did something else that, you know, Eclipso, we could get Eclipso. Yeah, yeah that's true. Remember that's the true. old Eclipso yeah, 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 idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like I would like to see them kind of push that because I think like it's very easy as we've seen in the millennium era. And I know the millennium era was like a long time ago, but I could see them still going that direction of like, Oh, well we're just kind of focus on the Godzilla yeah. aspect of things. And I would just really like to kind of, I just kind of miss that show of craziness. It, it, and, I, and I think you can, you know, play with it a little bit and it's not that say it's likely, but that's what I would like to see Toho do. I would like to really, you know, especially since, you know, they've, They've tended to, with Final Wars and even with the booth, they've tended to really celebrate. They've had a chance to celebrate the deep roster of kaiju that they have in their possession. I right. Mean, and especially this having that whole list at Comic-Con was just really cool to see. And it's just like I would just like to see them dig into it a little bit more. Yeah, because it's like, I will say out of the monsters that you mentioned, Mothra's a hard one to sit on just because Mothra's just so good. Um, no, I, yeah, I mean, like it's one of those things that you don't, but Ghidorah is more of like the Joker, where it's like, okay, we can give Ghidorah a break. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, unless like we're going to like do like a Joaquin Phoenix Ghidorah movie in which like it's, it's like, who are like some serious white actors? Like, it would be like the three heads would be like Ghidorah would be like Joaquin Phoenix, Jake Gyllenhaal, and like who else? Who's like the third one? Who's like the third, like, oh, I'm like a character actor and I'm going to be in a serious movie. But I also kind of do franchise stuff sometimes. Like, who's that guy? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, like a Mark Strong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's the one like Gyllenhaal. And, Mark like, Strong's more of a Geigen, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel you. Um, but you know what I mean? It's like no, kind no, no, of like no, no, he's no, no. like the classic arch villain, and I think you can give him a little bit of a break. But honestly, like, you know, kind of like, because here's what I think, like, with Toho now, and I and I do take, like, these statements that, you know, they've had the anime, which has been kind of a little bit more hit and miss with the reception, but Shin Godzilla with a massive reception. So there's definitely, like, room to do, to do these new things. I get the sense that because there is also, like, the legendary stuff in the air, like, they'll see what happens with that, and I think that they will take a more careful approach to producing, like, a new Godzilla film, like... We're definitely going to see a future with Toho. Uh, there's no doubt. I mean, I, and I, I mean and, you don't do a 65 booth at Comic-Con yeah. knowing you're not doing any more They're movies. doing more films. I think that's probably the most exciting thing. Yeah. Like, it, it's the, actually like, I as much as like I kind of am sad that I don't have, like, I've kind of, we've run drive the category of films, it's really exciting for the first time ever to know that like, oh, I'm going to be living through a time where we'll be more produced Toho films and that'll be but you know, one of my hopes actually is because I do kind of want to I want half and half of this I want half and half of I do think we're ready for new monsters and I think we're ready for you know it, it, and it's hard like it's not going to be easy because we've seen it like you know 
sometimes you get a Mega Gyrus, which is cool, but you do find yeah. yourself being like, oh, but like, give me a guy. Well, I just think they gotta let. I mean, I think about the stuff about Mega Gyrus is that again, this is being kind of more in that realistic realm, right? Which is what. Oh, which is something that in some ways defines what the Hasty era. I think it'll be a mix. I think it'll be yeah. like the Hasty era that gave us like a return to form with like Mecha Godzilla, Mothra, and Ghidorah, but then eventually got to destroy. Uh, I think we're kind of seeing that. More I think in that our... would make the more sense. But I think like it's just like you if 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 really they are going to give the directors that creative freedom, then you just got to get directors who have you know kind of a unique voice. You know what I think would be the the you know, the model for this, honestly, yeah. is what Marvel and Sony are doing with the Spider-Man films mm. in terms of their villains. Yeah. Because I think, like, probably on average, those have been, like, and I've enjoyed both of those films, but those have been, like, the most successful thing, I think, that they have done because they haven't gone back and revisited a villain. Like, they, they but, mean, like, again, it's it's not like Amazing Spider-Man, who is, you know, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Which right. Is, which delves immediately into... The whole Oscorp and Osborne stuff again, um, but it's also the same as like you know, like we've said, it's like you know the rumors about this you know this Batman movie, right? Matt Mar- Reeves' Batman movie, where it's like okay, we could be playing with multiple villains, but maybe we'll finally get a new Penguin or you know the Riddler, which is you know characters that we've seen in the films but not necessarily seen for a while. But you know, it's always that thing where it's like we just don't want to go back straight to the Joker, right? Because again, we've seen the Joker, and, and admittedly, we haven't seen Mysterio or the Vulture. So maybe I'm thinking more of like from because I'm a fan of the comics. But the fact that like I do feel like there is, I use that as like there is a roster that you can bring back some right. of these monsters I mean, and reiterate. But I mean, like the way. whole thing about the whole success of those Spider-Man movies is that they've basically captured like stuff that they haven't done in the movies, but also completely shifted yes because like, yeah. it's like you know i am now a big fan of the way that they're doing the mj thing mm-hmm. in those movies because they're not just doing the kristen dunst thing mm-hmm. they're not just doing the emma stone thing they're not mm-hmm. just repeating the comics they're not just repeating what came before but they're basically saying here's what we capture about the character of peter parker and then we're putting him in this world that has some familiar elements, but is also doing its own thing. Right. And I think Godzilla is a, you're right, a very ripe production for that, where it's like, even if you did a Ghidorah or another Mothra movie, you can still kind of play with, well, here's all the familiar things, but here's something a little bit different, too. Right. And, and they are, have already kind of done that with the material that they, they have yes, thus far. Especially with King of the Monsters, too. Yeah. I think like that kind of helps that. But I, I would also, to me, that would be like the thing where it's like, well, again, we have this, we just had this movie with Ghidorah and Mothra that kind of you know, kind of modernize them and reinvent them for, you know, American audience. And I think, like, Toho has the opportunity to kind of continue, you know, kind of pushing their franchise in the different directions. Now, it's hard to really say because we don't really have our finger on the pulse of, like, Japanese productions that much. But when when, when do you feel like we may hear something about this? Next year. You think so? Mm-hmm. Before or after Kong? If Kong doesn't get delayed, it will be after. Okay. If Kong gets delayed, I think we're gonna hear something before. I don't think they're gonna sit on it too long. Yeah. Because I mean, I it's kind of. I mean, yeah. the thing is, the anime movies come and throw it off. But our last live action one was 2016. You're right. It's been about three years. They're doing this big push at Comic Con. They're gonna have this Criterion Collection come out. And I really, and I, and I, I do really think, think we were gonna get something at Comic Con. I thought there there may had been yeah. like. I some think news. it's gonna be. I think we'll get them news next year on mm-hmm. the new uh, Toho. Japanese release and I think like, I think it's going to be after Kong I think that they're kind of like adamant about doing this like let 
this one be, version yeah. exist and then we'll yeah. do this. Yeah. But I also feel like we're getting to the point like where like because we're going to have to hear about that Kong delay soon if it's going to happen, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of still feeling like it's not because mm-hmm. I feel like they're not going to want to move it from March, which I think is going to be a good move. But I do think that by the middle of next year, we'll have heard something. Most likely to return monsters, do you think, in in the new Toho, Toho Reiwa era? I think Anguirus is coming back. I think it's way too long before, like, since, like... I, I'd be a little bit shocked if they go back to Ghidorah and Mothra again. Uh, like, at this point, I, I think it's... I, I just would like the first new movie that they do post-Shin to have new monsters. A, a brand new monster. Not, well, sorry, I would have other monsters in it. Okay. That's what I think we need. Um... In terms of returning, like, again, the gut would say that, like, Mothra and Ghidorah are going to make some sort of appearance. I don't think so. I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm, I'm hoping gonna... I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they don't. Yeah. But it's also just, like, I can imagine it. Um, in terms of returning, I mean, it's hard because I think what makes it hard to determine that is that they've gone back to the Mothra and Ghidorah well That's so true. much. That's it, true. It very much is... Like you said, it is like the Batman kind of thing where we always are going back to like. You're saying scene. he's going to get a Ghidorah card at the end of the first yeah. movie, and then he's like, um, where I do feel like I would like to see. I mean, I honestly would like to see Gigan get reinvented because mm-hmm. the thing is, is like again, we've, we're going through these movies, and the really the only characters that haven't been reinvented in some way that it would like to see reinvented are Gigan and Anguirus. Because we, I, we talked about on GMK, but like Anguirus is like the one legacy, true legacy monster that appeared in so many of those movies that never got that chance. Because again, Rodan is the perfect example of like how you do that. And I mm-hmm. feel like if you gave Anguirus his fire Rodan, that's great. And yes. I think like yeah. Gigan has a, a built-in design that will appeal right and it's just like he was in one movie that was not good Mm -hmm. and one movie that we really like right i'm sure most people would not dig as much as we do right um if they were not open-minded which it should be i actually don't know what the i i find it hard to figure out what the actual pulse on that movie is because i do like people like geigen and there is like that fan base for Jet Jaguar. So I, but I don't know what the actual perception of that movie is. I also genuinely think that we need to find a way to pitch to Toho. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, legitimately, like just send them the podcast and like send them either the Eclipso script or our Jet Jaguar spinoff. <laughs> We're good to go. And I, I mean, I think like another one to pull, like it'll be interesting because another easy one to pull out is a Mecha Godzilla because. Mm-hmm. It's just so easy to do, mm-hmm. but I also will be curious to see if we do get a third legendary Godzilla because I mm, do. F- it, well, that's like a that's a big question. That's mark. a big question mark right now. But I also I just feel that if we get that third legendary Godzilla, the natural next step is Mecha Godzilla because yeah. I think it's like the one thing that they would want to do. That would be like the next natural step as a fight for Godzilla in those movies. Well, Nick, that may be uh, you may have to hang on to that point for a little bit further down my notes right here. But but we talked a little bit about Toho, and then um, as we were talking about Toho, obviously Toho is very passionate about continuing with the franchise on their end. But a big question is, 
What about uh, with the appearance of Comic-Con? What, what are they thinking worldwide? What are they thinking about here in the States? Um, now, and as we've seen, we've seen them uh, reach out uh, here in worldwide more so than we've ever seen. There's been the social media accounts that have opened. They've yeah. opened several pop-up stores, uh, bigger ones in Tokyo, and I believe in Houston had a big one. Um and um, one of the things that has kind of... I did want to mention, too, that at the booth, they were very much like, oh, you can buy stuff off the Japanese Godzilla store online. Yes, they, they were promoting they that, They were definitely. promoting that a lot, too. So I do want to mention that they are kind of pushing that as well, that the Godzilla merch was big well, uh, in terms of push. So one of the things I wanted to talk about a little bit was Toe's relationship with the American audiences, because it has been rocky in terms oh, of... And, and, and I should say this. Toho has been open to working uh, with American partnership in the past. Like they've done it with w- at least one of their films with Invasion of Astro Monster. Yeah, but, but they've been willing like- to do it with. They've had talks about it before '84 came out. Uh, they clearly gave us permission to do it for the '98 film, and, and they're doing in 2014 now with the with the MonsterVerse. But there is this sense that Toho has always been wary about what is the actual, and it's something we've struggled with too on this podcast, is what is the American interest in Godzilla? It also has to very much do, as we reflect on it, with like the era of those movies beginning and how foreign cinema was kind of relayed. Because again, it's like we, we associate those types of movies with you know the silly American dubs and you know, that yeah. sort of thing. And I think let's just like, cause again, it's like what the difference is now is that you do have a real opportunity. Like I do feel like there is more of a fan base for the subbed film. Yes. Because again, it's just, we have a whole generation of us that, you know, has had, had that opportunity to, I agree. to watch I subbed agree. Japanese media. And I think that that's kind of the big difference and the big opportunity that Toho has. And I feel like there's no better time to try to kind of really pursue those types of movies mm-hmm. within within an American audience because I think you have avenues for them to do that stuff. But here's where it gets tricky though because I agree with that, but also at the same time is they've all they seem to be wary about what the American interest is and I think that I believe in our news episode I talked about how that the booth at Comic-Con was a, definitely a good trial run for them and I think that they have seen and I think in the past like year that they've seen that there is a big Fan niche fan base for Godzilla that will show up in the states for Godzilla content. At the same time, it is a niche fan base. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like you can't get everybody, all the Godzilla fan base, to show up in the states. That's not going to give you the money yeah. that you, that you, that you want for these movies. Now, that's more of a broader question, but I do think that they are seeing that there is. An Some audience. sort of fan base. There's yeah. definitely an audience for it that I don't think that they have realized that there was there before, and I think that they're being a little bit more comfortable with acknowledging uh, that that audience now. Um, and um, so, and that kind of takes us a little bit into uh, their involvement with the American films and the the MonsterVerse, and so to and we have talked about it a little bit before, but just to kind of recap it a little bit, like Toho's um, uh, involvement with the American films. 
a little bit more hands-on since 98, obviously. Yeah. But really, just to clarify, and we've talked about it before, their relationship with the American films has always been like, they own the rights to Godzilla. They, it, it's, they, it's more of a loaning out situation. Yes. So what they do is that they loan out whatever they feel like they want to loan out with the Godzilla rights. In this case, they loan out the creature of Godzilla. Uh, with came the monsters. They loan out a couple more monsters. And... Um, before it was very much a they get final approval on how these monsters are represented so it didn't seem from all the research i did that it was like too nitpicky and hands-on it was just mostly like Ghidorah's got to look like Ghidorah. Yeah. Like Mothra's got to don't make be. it 98 yeah yeah exactly that's exactly like, what it is it's don't make it 98 they seem to have like some freedom with like for instance they would have freedom with the design of Ghidorah as long as it was a yellow three-headed winged dragon with two tails like that that was yeah. basically as long as you get that you can make a design around it whatever like Ghidorah can't be like an an eight-headed serpent with spider legs like it like yeah. it can't be that so it and that had been the relationship that they had had with like legendary or whoever was making these movies uh uh, he did, um, Tagashi did shed a little bit of light that the relationship is a little bit more on the creative now where, again, they don't really like input and influence the story too much, but they definitely have, there's definitely way more of a partnership than there has ever been before with yeah. these with these American films. But ultimately, when he was talking about the American films in the interviews, uh, very positive about yeah. them. And, well, you should be. And we talked about how before that there was much, like, Again, it's interesting because we definitely live in a time where we're very precious about movies, I, I feel. And it's interesting to feel that like even in the past that the Japanese filmmakers behind these movies have always been very open to there being an American Godzilla. Yeah. That they wanted there to be like another iteration of it across the globe to appeal to and, audiences. And just another perspective. And that was what they talked about, you know. Because again, one of the other things about how that franchise start started and stopped is that like how many times in the hasty era were they like, okay, this is the last one because you know the Americans are about to get up. Oh, the American film got delayed. Well, we got to do another one now. And but in all those episodes, like if you look back to our hasty collection of episodes, all of them are very much like they want to see what the Americans have to say. They want to just get a different perspective. They're mm -hmm. open to kind of that new interpretation. Right. Now it didn't go the way they wanted initially because they, you know, they gave someone full creative control. <laughs> um, but you know, that was kind of, you know, it's something that I think is very noble. And I, and I think it's something that is also in some ways, uh, you know, it's kind of a weird Japanese thing too, because you kind of see it sometimes with Nintendo, uh, when Nintendo like gives, you know, retro studios in Houston, Donkey Kong country. And right. It's very much like, well, you have to do this. You have to put this in there, but it's also like, we'll also make it your game. Right. And, th and there, you get that sometimes when Nintendo does loan out their properties to other studios. Yeah. You do get that sense of like, well, you know, they're kind of in control, but also at the same time, well, we want to see what you have. To, you, we want to see how you interpret it. Well, and, it's, and it's, I think it's a fair interpretation because I do think it's fair because a lot of people can bemoan like, well, like there's a lot of people who will bemoan that you have any restriction whatsoever. Yeah. And it's not bad, I think, that if you're loaning out these characters that you do own to be like, well, I do want Mario to look like Mario. Yeah. Like he's got to be the the plumber with like the, the the overalls and the red hat, but 
there's other stuff like you just have the icon there's so much you can do mm-hmm. with the actual icon and i think that's how toho has been treating yeah. uh th- these these monsters um but overall uh he seemed to be talking on toho with uh, like on behalf of toho very positively about the the legendary and he just feels like oh it's been an interesting um reinterpretation of the creature that has really because when you think about it, even the background, like he's not like this Godzilla is not a product of radiation. It's no, it's not like, like it's, there's some implications about it and like how it's affected him, but it's also not like yeah. I mean, they, it's they, not like a literal like he was created by radiation. But yeah, that, he, 24, he's an ancient beast yeah. of. Uh, but, yeah, but there is implications of how nuclear stuff has affected True. him. True. Yeah. So it seems so it's like, still like there, but reinterpreted. Right. So it seems like Toho has been very open about like they are very positive, about it. and I mean it speaks to because they gave the rights to more of these monsters after 2014. Yeah. Um, so it, it, the vibe is is that they're happy with how the movies are going. Now, uh, a question was asked about has the reception of King of the Monsters, like how did Toho feel about that? There were some words about that. And this was the most interesting one, I thought, was that there was, the, even though it was kind of a non-answer, and I don't have the exact quote, but the non-answer was kind of telling. They didn't, it didn't, seem like they were that surprised by the reception of the film Hmm. and it was kind of like one of those answers where it's like oh yeah like you know it would have been nice if it did better but you know it's like you know we're releasing it here and you know we're not that shocked about it and at least that was kind of the vibe I got from the answer Very interesting. and I think that speaks a little bit more going back to it's like I think that Toho still has that and it speaks a little bit more to the respect that they have of the character that they see the product and they are happy with like the product itself and are just a less trustworthy of what is the appeal of this yeah like are are these american audiences really going to want this and especially you know, with the you know again our discussions of like how much would an american audience how much does the american audience know stuff like mothra and ghidorah which again is like you seem like would be the next obviously the next natural steps of adding to the franchise, but do people just know Godzilla? Mm -hmm. And there's a big part of the world that just knows Godzilla. Right. And so that, I think Toho can see that. Well, yeah, I think I think they can see that, and I think it like speak it, it speaks positively on them that they look at like the product and and they like it, they like the reinterpretation, and they're giving the stamp of approval on it. Yeah. Um. But it. But again, this has gone to something that I wanted to speak about ever since we've done our King of the Monsters review. So we talked about the future of these Godzilla films in Toho. We talked a little bit about the future of the MonsterVerse in general in America. But I want to ask you a specific question about uh, Toho going forward, Toho, Legendary, whatever, the Godzilla uh, franchise moving forward. What type of Godzilla does America want, Nick? What do we want? What's going to, what's, what is going to do it? What do you, like, what, what, what is going to do it? Or is it, is it destined to just kind of be that property that, I has to honestly, just truck along on its own path, I, on its own pace. I think, and I genuinely think this, I think that the type of movie that Godzilla vs. Kong is mm-hmm. and how that movie does is going to be very telling. Mm-hmm. My thing, because I've said this in our other, other deep dive, I think that what you need to do is you need to make Godzilla and King Kong a faster-paced, all-out brawl. Mm. 
I think that that's the type of movie that would appeal to an American audience a little bit more. Um, I, and I, I th- don't know though. I, I I really don't because here's look at it this way, and I don't mean and this is a broad this is very broad strokes. Yeah. We've had two types of these movies thus far. Yeah, we've had the slow burn. Yeah. movie. And we've had, and even though I don't consider it to be like the big all-out brawl that a lot of people say it was, but it definitely has been criticized for that. Yeah. So that has been the perception of the movie. Yeah. So we've gotten ultimately like two types of perceptions of these or yeah. what these movies can be. And I'm not trying to say because obviously those are their own things, and you're you're equally allowed to say that like you don't like either of them, but either of them are potentially your thing. You just don't think that either of those movies yeah. did the thing well. And I think that's fine. But just in general, that's the vibe. But then also at the same time, here's my counterpoint to that though too. We also have gotten different types of movies like this where it's like, Americans seem to want when we talk about these movies is like the vibe I get from a lot of people is like they just want to go in and they just want to see Godzilla. They just want to see Godzilla and I still get the criticisms that both of these movies have not quote unquote shown Godzilla enough or haven't had enough Godzilla. It's too much of the human stuff. Fine. Whatever. That's what people think. Look at a movie that did give us that. Nobody liked. The Pacific Rim Uprising is a movie that came out but, okay. like, think about that. Yeah, no, I think about it. I was about to mention Pacific Rim, but I also feel like that first Pacific Rim movie didn't do that second one favors. Because the thing was... That's the, true. The first, the first Pacific Rim movie did not do amazingly. Yeah. And the fact that it got a sequel in the first place is nuts. That's true. No, and that's a that's a good that's a good you point. You know what movie... Here's the movie that I think Americans want in Godzilla. I think Americans want, like... And I not that that movie... The movie didn't do – it did very well, but mm-hmm. it didn't do a whole lot of gangbusters. Right. And it's in the MonsterVerse. I think people want a Kong Skull Island, but with Godzilla. Okay. I think they want – like, because the thing about Kong Skull Island, especially with the marketing and what that movie is, it's cool. Okay. It's, yeah. It's cool. It's got, like, the funky music and, like, the Kong stuff. He's there. He's big. He's knocking down helicopters, you know. Like, honestly, I think people want a scene where, you know, as, as nonsensical as that scene was in that movie, mm-hmm. people want scenes like Tom Hiddleston putting on a gas mask and, like, slicing creatures up. Right, I right. think they want that type of movie, but with Godzilla. Mm, that's so a good I, point. That's I a good do point. think that, like, if Kong versus Godzilla is that type of tone, yes. I think people will respond to that a little bit more. Right. Because I think that's the movie that overall I have found that people respond to most within this MonsterVerse. Because mm. I think that people like, you know, we we'll, we we have a whole 2014 episode to get to eventually about the the roundabout reception that that movie has gotten over the years. Yes. Um, yeah. Of 2014. But there's people who it, like... It definitely has been Star Wars prequels yes. where it's like nobody, like, I don't care what any of you say, Nobody really liked it. Like, I, or it, the general perception of it was not great. Yeah. Like, there, I'm not like we liked it. There are people who liked it. Well, I think there was but this, there people w- did not come to that movie's defense until King of the Monsters came yeah. out. Yeah. That's just how it That's is. That's how it is. But I think that people want the tone of a Kong Skull Island mm-hmm. in their Godzilla movie, right? Where again, because even Kong Skull Island, you have really because Kong, what Kong Skull Island does that I think people think they want in the Godzilla movie is that. It does enough with those human characters, but Kong is the star, mm-hmm. and and that's how that movie feels. Mm-hmm. It's that like Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson, and you have a somewhat emotional anchor with uh, John C. Riley, and you have a a badass kind of performance by Samuel Jackson that kind of is just crazy, you know, 
villain type of deal. But it's it's not enough like it's not deep enough where you know it's a focus. The focus is on Kong. So do you think? Are, are you saying that you you are thinking like the Fran the American legendary franchise needs to go more Showa than Hasey? I do in think this way. that. Yeah. I do think that. And I and I also which probably speaks a lot to why I respond to the new movies yeah. as much as I do. And and. Don't get me wrong. I love Kong Skull Island. Because I think that also captures, I mean, not that the Marvel movies are show up, but I think that the there's certain elements of those Marvel movies that are just kind of people know they're like, oh, crazy, you know, like fighting and like fun. And, you know, and, you know, even though people say those movies don't have style, a lot, especially a lot of the recent ones, like I think I think people respond to stuff like Guardians and Thor Ragnarok for mm-hmm. that reason, mm-hmm. because they're silly they're big. So you're saying we got a Ragnarok, a Godzilla movie? That would be pretty I, I'm not. I'm not opposed but to I, that. But I do think that like Kong Skull Island is in that kind of Ragnarok yes, type of tone where it's like it's big and it's silly and it's, you know, oh, like yeah. Kong is fighting this giant creature and it's big and fast paced. And yeah. I think that's what people want. Yeah. And it's hard because it's like, you know, we, we've essentially like the one common factor between the two um Godzilla films has been like the directors have kind of asked you to really take them them seriously. Yeah. Um and while King of the Monsters is a little bit more fantastical, like it is very much in line with uh Gareth's vision in 2014 where it is asking you to like treat it as like very godly and yeah. like you know like larger than life. Whereas Kong has that element but is way more of like uh like l- let's have fun with this. Let's yes. have like a journey to the, like the center of the earth tile style. Like right, yeah, like uh, adventure exactly. film. Exactly, yeah. and I think I, yeah, I, I, think I, I would agree with that. Yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely right because my instinct was it's like you know everybody says that they want like the big like you know overall brawl between monsters, but then you get like and again I call it out because I this is a movie I enjoy, but like a Pacific Rim Uprising where like everybody craps yeah. on it. But then there's also like, and again, I hate to do this, and I'll bring it up really briefly, is that you do have kind of like, what is the audience versus critical reception for this? Because in all fairness, it just, the types of movies these are, it seems that the critical reception is a little bit more, again, I'm just calling it as it is. It's like they seem a little bit more apprehensive to connect with these types of movies where the creature is like the main star and everything where, but you're right. But it's like, but even when they're more critical of it, I have seen, like you've said that Kong skull Island has tended to be the one that has matched the, at least the closest thing to what people want out of these movies. Um, and I, I think that would be actually a good direction to go into. So that, that, that's actually a really good answer. Um, thank you. But, um, uh, one of the, the, let's see, what else do I have here? One of the last things he did say, uh, Takahashi said that um, that given uh, how happy that they personally are with the legendary monster verse thus far, is that they would. He hinted at the possibility of being open to lending out monsters uh, for the the monster verse, and that's kind of one of those translation things. Was was he talking about like revisiting monsters for the Toho canon or lending them out to um, uh, to legendary? But when he was asked specifically about what is a monster that you see has a future within the Godzilla canon, the one that he did say was, you're going to be happy with this one, Nick, Mecha Godzilla. I mean, it's just, it's easy. It's easy, I think, in either Toho or Legendary's versions of yeah. those movies. Because, again, like I've said, 
it's the one next monster or element of the Godzilla franchise that has some pop culture play that I could feel Legendary would want. Mm -hmm. Because really, it's like, you're not going to throw in a King Caesar. You're not going to throw in... King Caesar would be a good revisit, though. Come on, man. No, no, no. I think Toho could revisit King Caesar. Wait, you don't think Legendary could do a King Caesar? I don't know. Oh, if they're come gonna... on! It's a big dog. No, I here's the thing. Like, I think they could. Yeah. Will they though? I think that there is more. I think a King Caesar is more like, but 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 King Caesar would have more of a role like he had in Godzilla Mech versus yeah. Mecha Godzilla. Like he would be more of like a supporting yeah character. I do think that there's room for them to pull out something like that. But in terms of like the main focus of that next movie, yeah, like legendary, it's just the only real true option is Mecha Godzilla because right. I don't think there's really any other monsters from the canon that that you would pull out for an American film. Now I think Toho has. Free reign to do whatever. Um, it really I, it, it, is the perfect monster to use for many reasons. And I said that one thing is like people seem to be struggling with the human element in these movies. And then what? And the only way that you can solve that is having a person fight Godzilla. Yeah. And there's no way to do that other than putting them in a giant metal Godzilla. And it's also that thing where, like, after it's again, where do you go after Kong? Because we've already talked about like it's going to be interesting to see how they put that Kong versus Godzilla thing there with after you know, the way that king of the monsters ends right like what the current state of the world is and i do feel like there's going to be that same question where it's like if you do another legendary movie after kong versus godzilla what could be the next possible fight right. obviously there's like teases about maybe you know doing more with Ghidorah at the end of you know the post credit scene of king of the monsters but i do think that the next big thing is you're you're exactly right kind of having the more personal person thing go after you know, Mecha Godzilla or Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, because I think again, if you really and if you're smart about it and you base it off of that first Mecha Godzilla movie, which where, you know, Mecha Godzilla is crazy powerful and you kind of use kind of you know, you can even, you know, again, use thematically and talk about, you know, modern weapon stuff and like, right, think, yeah. like it would fit really well within how they you could, you know, thematically. And I do think you can give Mecha Godzilla enough interesting powers and stuff and you know again kind of keep you know in in this world where you know kong versus godzilla is a little bit more of that skull island pace i think you can you can use mecha godzilla to keep that pace up and i think that would be a good fight uh but i also think that again like a modern day toho interpretation of mecha godzilla would be sick too yeah but also remember the modern day interpretation was a uh, giant nanobot city that uh swallowed well, okay, up I'm people not in talk- the anime. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the anime series is all over the place in terms right, of right, how it interprets right. those monsters which again makes those interesting and i'll be interested to see them but i do think like a more tradi- a, a more traditional interpretation i mean like because i mean i also haven't seen these two mecha godzilla movies that are apparently awesome in the in the millennium era so one of them's awesome okay one of them's awesome. <laughs> One of them is apparently awesome. I got, I got to be the judge of that. Um, that mecha, the Mecha Godzilla itself is awesome though. But like, but one of the other things is like you do avoid any niche barrier though, because it's like one of the things that we had talked about where like Ghidorah, Mothra, and Rodan were exciting to us, but clearly wasn't a draw for anybody. Where we we hope and it's more likely that Kong versus Godzilla is a little bit more of a draw. Yeah. 
And the fact of Godzilla versus a robot Godzilla is an easy conceit to get behind. Like you can easily, it's easy easy to market, easy to sell. Um, So I think that a lot of things point out, and I think it's very telling that out of all the monsters, like remember this is ahead of Toho Studios. So I'm not saying that that guarantees that he'll be in another movie, but it definitely shows that that is a go-to monster that's in uh, that's in their heads that is in rotation for them. But frankly, all that being said, though, Nick, I, I have to be honest. I think that the chances of Amer- of, God- of Mechagodzilla making it to the States, very likely. Like, I, if I had to put money on that, oh, like, no, I- are we going to... What are the chances of seeing a movie with Mechagodzilla in it? I would say are good. I, I would say, like, it's one of the more likely it's, monsters. It's, it's likely. I yeah. think it's very likely. Because I can't see them, like... I, There's I, no other monster that they could pull out unless you either really reinterpret it or if you're if they're just going for broke. It would either be, like, honestly, at this point, when it comes to the American movies, if, like, they're able to go forward after God, Kong yeah. versus Godzilla... Or Godzilla versus Kong. I it's either going to be an original monster, I think. Um, yeah. Or with maybe like they could probably get like an Anguirus or a Caesar as like the support character. Yeah. But like the main title character is going to be brand new, or a Mecha Godzilla. And I think that um, I think that that's I think that's in our future. I'm, yeah, I'm I, think, gonna, I think it's there. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna think, be the optimistic fan. I would, I would fan. honestly say within the next five years. So by 2024. Yes. We will get from one of the two, one of the two uh, countries. We will get a new Mechagodzilla content. Yeah, I mean, like it's weird because I think like the bigger bet is like in America because I think we're definitely going to get him again in yeah. in Toho. Yes, but it's just like the fact that like, like I, f- I would say like by twenty twenty four twenty five more likely yeah. that like we're definitely going to. But like this isn't the end of. What do you think the but like in as we're wrapping up? What do you actually think the future of American Godzilla is? And I know that we've kind of like always stump on like I mean it's what is I, it, like it really, depends on Kong. It really is hard to do this before Kong comes out. Yeah, but okay, but let's look at it this way: does well, doesn't do well. What what are you thinking? Does well, I think they immediately go into at least one more Godzilla film, mm-hmm. which I think features Mechagodzilla. Yeah. That would be my thing. If Kong does well. Legendary's back on it. If it doesn't do well, I kind of am on your train where it will take a hiatus and then we will get something within a couple years. Yeah. Or or at the very least, they'll try to bumblebee it. Where they yes. do where they, yeah, they I still agree with that. where they still maybe put something quickly, but they kind of sl- subtly go in a new direction. It'll be one of those where they will bring in like a director darling to like you know bring it like that like honestly they're gonna Ragnarok it I think is what's yeah. gonna happen and I don't mean like they're gonna make it like a funny Ragnarok movie even though that would be kind of awesome yeah um but they're definitely gonna bring in like there there's gonna have to be the attention where they there needs to be more of a name than just Godzilla and I think it's either got to be like a complete tonal shift mm-hmm. in a Ragnarok sense or it's got to be like a fan favorite director who's mm-hmm. coming to do yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that's like the case. And quite frankly, I think that may be the case either way, like if it does well or not. Because like even if Kong Skull Island does well, unless Kong Skull Island would have to be like the best movie in oh, this mean, franchise. Godzilla versus- sorry, sorry. 
Godzilla. What did I call it? You call it called Kong Skull. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Which could be the best parents movie in the franchise for all we know. Yeah, uh, but um, but for Godzilla versus Kong, it it would take it having to be the best movie out of this franchise, and like everybody loves it hands down for it to have more of a favorable like. Well, now they can get like whatever director that they feel is proper for it. If it's like, oh, it does well and it has like, you know, decent reviews, or if it doesn't do well, then they I feel like we're looking at a time where there's gonna be a couple years before we get a new one and the next movie is gonna be like, all right, they have to sell it on who's making it yeah. and, and things like that. Yeah. They they can't like and, and no disrespect to Wingard or Doherty or like uh Joe or Vote Roberts, but I don't think that they can get names like that anymore. They have to get like somebody where it's like, oh shit, they're making it. Like yeah. they're gonna have to get Quentin that one. Quentin Tarantino, because <laughs> um, Godzilla has a very big foot. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> but I I think we're both on the same page where it's like, but w- w- this is not the end for an American Godzilla. No, like, no, no, no. I things. think especially in the, in this day and age where you can kind of. The thing about this day and age, especially in Hollywood, for better or for worse, is that if one franchise doesn't do well, but you don't, but I, but I feel that way. Like you just don't stop no, just because one doesn't do no, no, well. That's, what, that's what exactly what I'm saying. It's yeah. like if one doesn't do well, you'll try it again a couple years later. Yeah, like that's that's how we're working things now. Yeah, like, you know, it's just basically like, hey. You know, Justice League doesn't turn out well. Okay, we're still gonna make. It's like, like you don't you don't new- stop making Batman books because you because All Star Batman was a thing. Like either like yeah, right, exactly, right. That that's the one. But right? the same thing with Transformers. Is that the one where like, he tra- makes like, Transformers him is never gonna stop. Sure, yeah, no, like exactly. even though like again we don't really know what the direction is after kind of the Bayverse ended and Bumblebee kind of you know kind of confused everybody. Yeah. Um. But but people liked it. But people liked it. Yeah. And there's no way that you know Paramount's not going to do another Bumble or another Transformers movie in a couple years. Yeah, Same, well, that's also I mean, my one kind of fear about Kong. Like, I, I hope like the marquee value of the name because I hope it doesn't end up like a Bumblebee situation where it was a movie that was pretty good and everybody liked it, but the bad will of the previous franchise yeah. is kind of like hit it in the box office a little yeah. bit. But so I think it's just a, I mean it's gonna completely depend, depend on how they market it. Like that's gonna yes. it's gonna be they're gonna have to make that movie look cool. And I'm gonna, telling you, man, they're gonna, make it look like a wrestling match. Exactly, like, j- just market it that, that way. And I think you need again. People like kind of that interpretation of Kong. I think if you focus that marketing on Kong, like if you really put in the work to like show Kong, yeah, I think that movie has a good chance. Right. So as we wrap up on this deep dive, we've talked a lot about like uh, Toho's expansion and the future of the franchise overall. Uh, Nick, do you have any kind of like overall just thoughts about after kind of like diving deep into Toho and the fact that we live in a brand new like emerging era of Godzilla? It's exciting. Um, Yeah, it's very much exciting and. Honestly, a little bit more exciting than like kind of thinking about the future of the Bond franchise at this point. But yeah. uh, I think it's I think the thing about Godzilla and its future is that it's wide open, and yes. I think that's what makes it so intriguing. And like I said, if they can find a way to start dipping back into their kaiju pool, um, but it's also like you know, I I would love to see them just kind of do something crazy. And I think there's a chance that happens. Not that that will happen. Mm-hmm. But I think the future with that is so open. And I think that just having that booth at Comic-Con just 
shows you that there's a whole realm of possibilities with where you know the future of this franchise can go well for me regardless of what they actually do and i you know it's a very simplistic uh kind of um conclusion to all of these findings but it just has never been to me more exciting to be a godzilla fan like the fact that we're living in like this uh time where uh toho has probably shown the most respect for this franchise and we've seen um, you know, all this new material for Godzilla uh, come out and that we're going to get more and we don't know what it's going to be. Like, you know, like I said before, I've only lived a life where, like, there has been just a category of Godzilla films, at yeah. least as while I was following it. And then with one new one in Toho coming out. So the fact that, like, we are now going to be living in a time where, like, Toho is most likely going to get back in the saddle of like directing uh, these of making these films it's just uh, it, it is it is a great time uh, at least for Godzilla fans I think and, and if it's not if you don't think of it all the way to a great time you have to admit that it's an exciting time and I think uh, yeah. that is uh, what we have found in this deep dive yeah really very much it's like uh, you know being a Homestar Runner fan yeah because there was that period of time where there was just nothing and now you're kind of getting little bits of pieces of more Homestar Runner content. Yeah. Yeah. Now now we got to think of the Homestar Runner characters as Godzilla characters. Homestar is like Megalon. Yeah. <laughs> Gigan is Homestar Runner. <laughs> Who's Strong Bad? Oh, uh, Strong Bad. Is like, Strong Bad Godzilla? No, is Strong like, Bad's Ghidorah. Really? You think so? Yeah, I guess. Are uh, Is like no, the God- what? what were you going to say? Strong Brad is like someone who thinks he's like, you know, the coolest, but then also is kind of like a jerk. So, yeah, kind of Ghidorah because Ghidorah thinks he's all that. Yeah, I guess he does. I, I guess he does think that he's all that or like certain eras. Now, of... Strong said his Hedora. <laughs> I'm sad. I'm Hedora. <laughs> um, all right, then. Um, well, Nick, thank you for joining me on this second Godzilla deep dive it's kind of crazy like we do so many of these episodes now just in general that I'm like oh this is only our second Godzilla yeah. deep dive no, episode. Our, our going to weekly has really kind of expanded ourselves yeah. and out there well like I I hope you guys have been enjoying this deep these deep dive episodes and and frankly like these are people very are li- open people if you are listening to them. if you guys have any uh, uh like uh, ideas for what you want to see us uh dissect in these deep dive episodes please uh email in comment in leave reviews as many of you kind folks have been doing and uh tell us what you think if you like these episodes you want to hear more want to hear specific things let us know we're we're definitely uh open to uh whatever ideas so um i think that's going to be it for this episode nick um is is that it that's it all right well until next time and our next episode will be a uh uh proper episode in which we talk about a film Uh, But until next time, I'm Will. I'm Nick. And take care, everybody. Bye.